Hey, what's going on? Oh, Dad, get out! Oh, after all I've done for this family. Whether you call Bris Vegas home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate bluey day out. <laughs> the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. G'day, it's Justin here, out and about enjoying the last few days of winter in Brizzy. And just before we get into today's podcast, I wanted to give a shout out to our podcast sponsors, Penguin Books Australia and the BBC Studios, who've both given us some awesome prize packs for the dad in your life. So jump onto the socials to find out how you can win an awesome book pack from Penguin Books Australia, which also includes a bandit plushie, as well as the number one pick for dad, this Father's Day. That's the new book, Bluey Perfect. And thanks to BBC Studios, who've also given us a great Father's Day prize pack, which includes all of the new Bluey merch that's available this Father's Day. It includes the cooler bag, uh, the ceramic mug, the Dad and Me tumbler set, a heap of fun stuff for Dad. Jump onto the socials to find out how you can win that. So a big thank you to our podcast sponsors, BBC Studios and Penguin Books Australia. Now, on with today's podcast. The cartoon doc says to put some cardboard down underneath first. I'm not taking advice from a cartoon dog. Well, g'day, Justin. This is a very special podcast episode, something a little bit different because usually we've always got guests tied to the show, but we're having a bit of a chat about all things Father's Day, aren't we? Because we've got Father's Day coming up in September. As you said, Lou, normally we're chatting to someone or we're exploring one of the locations of the show. But today it's an episode all about Bandit. So I'll tell you what we've got coming up, Lou. I'll be chatting to Dr. Justin Coulson. He's one of Australia's uh, best known parenting experts. Yeah, you may have seen him on the TV Yeah, with his latest TV show and he's going to be coming back for a second season as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's on Channel 9, Parental Guidance. Uh, so he'll be he'll be on the pod talking about Bandit Healer and, you know, why Bandit's such a great dad. Um, and then we've also got a bloke from Wales, Lou. His name is Matthew Bellis. Now, I don't know if you know about this Facebook group, but it's called Bandit, a bluey fan group for dads. This is something you've got a secret pass to get in on, mate. Blokes only, this one. Secret men's business it is. <laughs> um, but what it is, Lou, obviously it started out as, as, a, as it says, a bluey fan group for dads, and it started out very bluey content focused. But what it's kind of morphed into is this real safe space for guys to open up and share about what they're going through as fathers and and really find some support in that journey of you know being a dad um the group's got twenty thousand members now from all over the world um and, and it's really become guys walking with guys just you know trying to do life together in this virtual space and look you've always talked to me about you know, this Bandit Dads um, group that Matt started off. And just to qualify it for all those overseas people, we're not talking whale watching when we say whales. We mean the country. We mean the Welsh people over, you know, south of England. Yeah, and and I actually caught him up on his roof. It was a Saturday, uh, it was a do, Saturday morning for him, a Saturday night for me when we spoke, um, and he was actually taking advantage of the warm weather. He said, it only lasts for a couple of weeks here, so I've got to get up on the roof and paint the roof because, you know, it's got to be done, right? Got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be done globally, apparently. Poor, poor Matt. <laughs> now, Lou, who do you want to say 
a very special Father's Day shout out to this year? I'm going to say Happy Father's Day to my bandit. So you're my pod bandit, but um, my at-home husband bandit is Robert Love. So Happy Father's Day. You are our bandit in our family. Um, You're always making the kids laugh. You've always got time for them and love you, babe. (laughs) Rob is awesome because the last time I came over to your house to record a podcast interview, he was practising his piano accordion in the front room and I think he was might have been playing a sea shanty if I'm not wrong look it's awesome to you but uh it's debatable in our marriage if the piano accordion is that awesome Justin (laughs) hi I'm Jimmy from Norman Oklahoma over here in the United States and well I think bandit is one of the best examples for a father because Even as a children's pastor for over 25 years, I have found myself striving to be a better parent to try and live up to be a bandit. Um, Just watching how he loves on his kids, how he's patient with his kids, um, how he interacts with his kids. I just love Bluey and Bandit himself because, well, he really has made me strive to be a better father. Dr. Justin Coulson is one of Australia's leading parenting experts. Now, he's written a stack of books on parenting. He's the parenting expert on Channel 9's parental guidance, and as well as being dad to six daughters, is also the founder of Happy Families and the host of the Happy Families podcast. Can you earn your keep, please? Nah, I'm done being a meanie parent. My new parenting book says not to boss the kids around. Oh, I like that book. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bluey's Brisbane podcast. I'm so excited to be able to talk Bluey with you. Well, we love Bluey here. I'd love to get your take on the character of Bandit Healer because, you know, one of the things that, you know, TV critics are constantly sort of wowed about is this portrayal of of Bandit as a dad. He's not the real bumbling kind of dope that we're kind of used to in TV dads. You know, I'm thinking Homer Simpson, Daddy Pig from Peppa Pig, you know, King of the Hill. Is it really important we see this positive representation of parents on the TV? A couple of things about Bandit. First off, I don't think that there's any attempt by the makers of Bluey to make Bandit perfect. And in fact, Bandit is not perfect. It's pretty clear as you're watching that Bandit can get kind of annoyed, uh, be a little bit short and sharp, abrupt, blunt with the kids. Come on, Dad. Bingo, let go, mate. Yeah, hey, look, I'll just explain it. What you need to give me is... Bingo, let go. Bandit does kind of just want to do Bandit's own thing. Like, uh, I wouldn't mind sitting down and reading the paper and not being disturbed by you kids go and play somewhere else kind of thing. All right, girls. Who wants to sit on the couch and watch cricket? No! No! No way! In terms of our picture of what a perfect parent is, Bandit doesn't fit the mould. And I think that's actually what makes Bandit perfect. So if I'm watching a Bluey episode, what I tend to see is Bandit taking what psychologists would call a minimal sufficiency approach to parenting. That is, I'm going to do enough to have a sufficient impact, but that's all I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to raise the bar so high that I've got to be a helicopter parent, a gentle parent, an attachment parent, a free range parent, and all those other things all at once. I'm just going to be the present father. I'm just going to be the present parent. And so long as the kids are okay, I don't actually need to get involved at the minimal sufficiency paradigm. And I really like the way they portray that. But with that comes some other advantages from a parenting point of view, but also for the kids. So there's kind of, I guess, associated with it, there's what I would call a middling level of, I was going to say attachment, but it's probably more a middling level of detachment. Bandit's not really involved. 
but is present. And there's a whole lot of research that shows that when kids have their autonomy, when they're able to act for themselves, when they're the ones that are in control of the decisions that they're making, but there's a parent who's around, who's hovering, not not hovering in a helicopter sense, but hovering as in a I'm present if you need me kind of sense. That's the sense that I get when I watch Bandit in Bluey. Middling detachment, present, minimal sufficiency, but also a couple of other things struck me. Number one, fun and engaged. When Bandit needs to be there, <laughs> he's there. And there's there's kind of a, a really easy nature to the way that he interacts with the kids. Doesn't talk down to them, doesn't ignore them, doesn't think he's better than them, doesn't go with any power plays, just talks to them like they're people that he really enjoys chatting with and can be himself with. Knows how to hold firm on limits. You see this again and again in Bluey. Bandit has an expectation of where the kids are supposed to be. And what I love about Bandit's expectations is they're pretty well in line with the developmental reality of where the kids are. And and this is so important because as as parents, we often expect way too much of our kids emotionally. We don't usually expect enough of them from a physical capacity, but we, we expect way too much of them emotionally. And Bandit doesn't tend to do that. Bandit's expectations are about right, holds firms on the limits because they seem to be pretty well appropriate, but allows loads of space and autonomy for the kids. It's just such a great way to portray an engaged, involved dad who gets that some structure and some autonomy are both important for for the kids. I'm thinking about a an episode called Ice Cream, and it's got this great opening scene where the kids are, you know, pestering Bandit for something in the shop. Dad, can I have one of these? Only if you pay for it yourself. But I haven't got any money. Well, then you can't have it. But I want it. Well, that's commonly called bad luck. No, that's not fair. It's pretty fair. You're right. He does hold firm on those on those boundaries that he sees fit that he needs to hold strong onto. the The episode of Bluey that really drew me into this role of Bandit was the episode Takeaway. Classic depiction of how parenting changes you. In that, you know, just going and picking up some takeaway, what should be a simple job, just descends into absolute chaos. There's just all sorts of pandemonium in this episode. Where's the nearest toilet? Oh, that's too far. Bingo, can you hold on till we get home? I'm fasting! Okay, okay. It's a bushwee. Was this your experience? Like, you're a dad six times over. Was this your experience with your girls in that phase of parenting? We don't have kids with an expectation that life will be simple once we've had them. And if we do, we're in for a rude shock. Having children means that your life is probably not going to be efficient for a very, very, very long time. I love that takeaway episode and watching it just, it makes me laugh and cry all in the space of seven minutes. Um, the, The role of parent is exhausting and this is an episode that highlights it so beautifully. There's that other one where they go to the movie theater, same kind of thing. Okay, three tickets and a popcorn. And another popcorn. Nothing is easy. Nothing is straightforward. Nothing happens because you've wished it so. And what I love about the way the makers of Bluey depict these scenes is they're all so minimal. They're all such small issues. There's nothing big going on here. It's not like there's been an earthquake. It's not like there's been a car accident. It's, I need to go to the toilet and I'm thirsty. (laughs) And all of a sudden somebody spills their drink or they spill their popcorn or they spill their Chinese at the takeaway or the the spring roll is going to be an extra five minutes, but the kids are tired and hungry and everything kind of blows up. I love the way they depict how exhausting parenting is and they get it absolutely right. Once you have kids, you should expect that 
life is not going to be straightforward ever again. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. Even though I have to make a duck cake for your sister, the hardest of all cakes, I'll just tidy up your mess instead. I'm about to start. One of the great things about the show is it's not cynical, though. Um, They do show those difficult moments, but I don't think there's any cynicism in there. Um, I read a great article um, by a writer called Jessie Waddell, um, who wrote in the Medium uh, publication. She said, why is every dad in every TV show made to look like becoming a dad was the worst thing that ever happened to them? So obviously, Bandit's breaking this kind of stereotype of the, the dumb dad. Why do you think dads especially are, are portrayed in this way in pop culture? When I consider this question, I think that it's just easy. It's cheap laughs. It's easy to portray dads as the bumbling fool or the detached, disoriented, not quite with it parent. It, it provides a comic foil. We can all relate to the uh, the dad who is a bit goofy and loves to do the dad jokes and, and, and play the fool. And, and I think because dads in their nature tend to be fairly playful, that also lends to that stereotype, which then gets exaggerated, magnified, amplified, blown up on, uh, on a lot of the shows that you've referenced. Is it helpful? No. Uh, does it make me feel good about watching the shows? No. Uh, it's it's okay to not be overly critical though because we all like to laugh at ourselves and we like to laugh at those characters, but we know that they're simplified um, shadows of what a real dad is. You've watched the show, obviously know that, you know, creative and imaginative play is, is one of the huge, you know, features of the show. You know, why do you think it's so important for dads to be present with their kids? Um, specifically, I'm thinking of episodes like uh, Rug Island. It's almost like Bandit needs to become a kid again to play the game. Um, you know, what? why is it so important? Why is playtime and being present so important with our kids? One of the things that researchers have discovered in the last uh, probably 20 to 30 years is that while mums love to play with their kids sometimes, and while mums are certainly capable of doing it and doing it well, there does seem to be something of a gender divide when it comes to playtime, children and parents. And that divide seems to highlight that dads enjoy and engage more in playtime with kids. They're also more likely to play with rough and tumble styles of play than mums are. Now I need to get these two packages delivered. But first I need to stamp them. Stamp, stamp. I mean, mums can get down and dirty in the in in the mosh pit with the kids on the lounge room carpet as well but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it tends to be the dad that dives in and does that kind of thing um we don't really know why we don't have good scientific reasons and and hypotheses for why that is it just seems to be the way that it goes what we do know is that children benefit from that playtime and that when parents can let go of all of their reservations their inhibitions and can get down and rough and tumble on the carpet with the kids or play marbles or play card games or play Monopoly if you have to or whatever it might be or just tickles. I mean, in my family, my kids have got this game called Push Dad Off the Bed and it used to be fun when the kids were little because no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't push me off the bed. (laughs) Uh, Now that they're all getting bigger, my youngest is now eight and then there's a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. They're the three youngest. Uh, I don't stand a chance. Not a fair fight. Not a fair fight at all. I'm a 70-kilo cyclist, and it gets really, really bad really, really fast. They just they, they get their shoulders into me, and they get their chins and their heads into me, and I'm off the bed straight away. But the kids love that, and they, they learn how to take risks. They learn about consent. They learn about boundaries. They learn about limits. 
they learn how to have empathy. They learn how to get along in all kinds of situations where the pressure is off. There's a lot of social skill stuff happening. There's a lot of creativity that happens. This is the stuff that happens when we play with our kids. The research shows that it's of tremendous benefit to them. But the data also shows that we get a great big well-being kick out of it as well, which is kind of funny because most of us as parents are so exhausted that when the kids want to play, we sort of say, oh, do I have to? I mean, we kind of become bandit in a way. No, that's right. You kids go and play. I'm just going to read the paper here on my own. And then, yeah, yeah. I don't know, we, we get involved and we think, why did I not want to do this? This this is the most rewarding thing I've done all day. What did she give you? Everything. So do you think bandits are a good example of the modern dad? I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, my dad and in the 80s and there really wasn't a lot of expectation. You know, you go to work, you put food on the table, and that was about it. You know, we watch Bandit, you know, doing the laundry and doing his fair share of the housework. You know, he cooks the cake in duck cake for the, you know, the birthday cake, hardest of all cakes um, for the kids. He's sort of doing his fair share of the housework. Is he the modern dad, do you think? Yeah. Is art imitating life or is life imitating art? Yeah. What I know from research is that Bandit is a great representation of what most dads say they want to be. That is, they want to be sharing at a much greater participation level in the home. They know that their wives or partners are not wholly and solely responsible for the cooking and the cleaning and the ironing and the washing and the whatever, looking after the kids. Mm. And and they yeah. don't want to be seen as a wallet. They don't want to be seen as the cash dispenser, the one that pays the bills and doesn't really have any emotional investment in the rest of what happens in the family. So what ends up happening in Bluey, I think is representative of what most dads are saying they want. That is, there's the opportunity to go to work and have a meaningful role outside of the home. But there's also a real desire to be involved in meaningful ways in contributing within the home, but particularly mm-hmm. in participating in the relationships. Amazing. Just finally, I know you have written at length um, you know, about the modern education system, um, about how that can diminish our kids' creativity especially. Um, When we watch Bluey, we see a different kind of model of education happening. And it's very clear that um, Bluey's school is modelled on a Steiner school. I think they call it a Waldorf school in in the States, where play and things like being in nature, the arts, music are all prioritised. That looks good. I'm building a house. It's going to have a bottom room and a top room. Wonderful. You know, as someone who sort of said maybe there's a better way of doing education, how how do you feel seeing this, um, I guess, a different model of education being depicted on our TV screens? Like, how does that make you feel? I think that anyone who watches the way the education process plays out in Bluey is going to say to themselves, I, I, I would imagine most people would say, I want that for my kids. There seems to be a a really nice balance, a really a really healthy approach to learning and development and the pursuit of interests, the opportunity to be curious and explore. Those are the kinds of things that we know are really beneficial for kids. We also know from research, not just in Australia, but around the world, that our modern Western education systems from time to time, in fact, quite often, sometimes depending on the school, can really stifle those opportunities, those experiences. Uh, so, what, what I think they've done really nicely in Bluey is portrayed what a, I don't know if I want to say optimal, but certainly an advanced and improved, fancier kind of model of education could look like and how that can be a benefit for the kids. 
Thanks, Calypso. I'm going to write my story now. Okay, have fun. Dr. Coulson, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find out more about you and what you do in terms of making families happier? All roads lead to happyfamilies.com.au. Just search my name and I'm pretty sure something like that will come up. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Justin. Bingo! Pink car! Hi, it's uh, Mick from Brisbane. Justin's asked me uh, why I think uh, Bandit's a great role model for for dads and I just love the fact that he's always willing just to get in with the kids and go along with the game, Magic Xylophone being one of my favourite episodes uh, for Bandit just getting in there and doing it and... I've been inspired myself to go along with the things that the kids are doing and the things that come out of that have just been great experiences for us as a family. Oh, wait a minute. It's got a little bit of felt pen on the fingers. Probably from some mischief. Matt Bellis from Wales, founder of the Bluey Fan Group for Dads. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Oh, thanks for having me on board. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. I, I am blown away by this dads group you know, now almost 20,000 members strong. But before we dive into the dad's group, just, just just tell me a little bit about your Bluey journey. You know, when was your first memory of Bluey? Um, when did you first discover, you know, these this show about the healers from, from Australia? Well, it was strange because it's been over here for a while, but nobody really picked up on it. Um, it actually started from another little clip from another dad's group. I can't remember which one it was, but it was the Cinderella clip where Bandit reads the story of Cinderella to his kids at night. And I thought, okay then. It was only a short, and I thought, that's actually quite good. So I started watching the show and kind of went, what? Where's this been all my life? You know? (laughs) And it just started from there. It just grew and grew and grew and never looked back since. Bluey really is. It's an adult show disguised as a kid's show, I reckon. Totally agree. It's, It's a kid's show for adults, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's so, it's so good that you can sit there and watch it with your kids and you can both be engaged in it. So oh, I love it so much. So when did you first kind of realise that, you know, this isn't just your average kids show, that there is a little bit more depth um, to the, you know, the storytelling and the characters in Bluey? It was on Disney Plus and I started watching them and uh, it was Hospital that really got me hooked, which is episode two of season one, I think. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's when I realised that this isn't your average show. <laughs> I think that's got one of my favourite lines. Oh, man. Is there some game where I just lie really still on a comfy bed or something? As dads, we often think, oh, really? Do we have to get up and do it again? Oh, I'm old. I creak and I crack. Just let me sit down. I was running around in the park today with my son playing touch footy and I was just thinking, I'm too old for this. I'm too old for it. We are too old, getting too old for this now, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look, Matt, obviously the character of Bandit has been, you know, praised, you know, far and wide for the, the positive portrayal of a, of a dad on screen. What's your take on on Bandit as, say, a role model for dads? And and how has he, in you know, helped you in your fatherhood journey? Right. It's going to sound not stupid, but I'm sure you'll all agree with me that he's a very important role model. Uh, I am sick and tired of like even, I don't know if you get them over there, but we get um, we get Biff, Chip and Kipper books, which are like books for for kids to learn, start learning to read. Right, right. It's about a little family. It's, um, but the dad's always the one that falls over. They're always the one that hurts himself. He's always the one that's 
basically an idiot. Yeah. And I think Bluey is the first show I've seen where it's a case of, no, it's not about mom this time. It's actually about dad. Yeah. And dad has far more to do with it. And it's about time that actually got brought to light. So I think it should be, should be considered as a huge role model, really. Yeah. And it was, it's almost like, you know, you can imagine Joe Brum living all of that stuff that's in the show. You know, he'd sit down and write an episode based on, you know, stuff he'd probably gone through that morning. I reckon he has. I reckon that's where, well, that's what they say, you know, ideas come from reality, don't they? Yeah, because like uh, I remember early on watching the show and and just watching it and going, this is almost like my life. And an episode, I don't know if you remember Fruit Bat from early on in season one. Yep. And um, and um, and Bluey's asking Chili, you know, well, why did Dad have to give up touch footy if he loves it so much? And and she says, oh, you know, well, Dad's busy working and looking after you guys. He doesn't have time for touch football. And that one really hit hit home for me. It was the same with me in martial arts. You know, I had to stop for a while. Yeah. You know, well, Ethan was young. Okay, I've picked it up again now, but it's still, you know, I had to really cut back, and it's true. You know, you do have to make sacrifices, and that often goes unseen. Why does he get to play it for real life? Well, he's busy, sweetheart. Busy working and looking after you two. Especially for guys, too, because I think we're so... I'm not caught up, but I think we find our identity in what we do. It's true. It's very true, you know, because it's also a way that men need to communicate as well. What would you like to order? And do you like my dad? Croissant, please. And yeah, I do like your dad. Good, because he likes you. And we're all out of croissants. (laughs) Matt, tell us about the fan group Bandit, the Bluey fan group for dads. Um, Where did this idea come from to create, you know, a a Facebook fan group and especially one that is so supportive? It come, believe it or not, from the toxicity of other groups. Right. I'm a steam train enthusiast. I don't care who knows. I am one. Um, I put on another dad's group, anyone else interested, and I just got slammed for it. I thought, why? didn't bother me, but I'm still thinking, why? You know, these are the type of people that put other men down. It's not right. So I thought, okay then, let's let's see who likes to show Bluey out with dads. Yeah. I thought, you know, if they like the show Bluey, that means they've got some moral up there somewhere. So I started the group and then I thought, no, let's control this. Let's let's try and create an actually a nice group where men can open up to each other. You know, whether it be about parenting issues, relationship issues, anything that they can feel yeah, okay, I can talk to these guys and not really have uh, any issues and there's no animosity towards them. Yeah. So that's where it started from and that's where it came from. And I, I jumped onto the group pretty early on and obviously in the beginning there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of bluey talk and meme sharing and stuff, but as time's gone on, you really see men opening up about the struggles that they're going through and, you know, even today there's stuff about relationships and there's stuff about, you know, I've lost my job, what should I do, I'm – at a crossroads, um, there's a lot of deep chat happening within that group, isn't there? And that's very important. That is so important that people actually talk and open up. So I that's get- one of the reasons. The other reasons why I created the group. And I guess it's 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 unique in a sense, being online and and going beyond just your local. You know, chatting in the pub with your mates. You know, you can talk to guys all around the world with different journeys and different experiences, can't you? That's it. You know, and you can also connect with people that you never thought you'd connect with. 
So, you know, maybe person A's lost their job, but person B who lives a few miles away, they've never met, is looking for someone to work for them. You never know, do you? You know? Yeah. It's also a good platform to network with. Well, well, speaking on that networking, a lot of the things I'm seeing now on the group, it's really starting to go beyond that online space. You know, we've now got dads organizing their own catch-ups in their own area. And I think I think you might be even organising a camping trip. I'm oh. looking to do that. Yes, I don't want to go a bluey con route because I'm not into that. If you get me, I'm not trying to do that. I just thought it'd be a great idea for the nicer part of the dad society, shall I say, that are within the group um, to meet up and actually possibly make friends with other dads. Their kids then can have a good time as well, can't they? You know, they get to meet up, make new friends, and so do the chilies. Yeah. You know, I get to do their thing as well while they're there. You know, so I thought, why not organise one? So obviously you believe that face-to-face, you know, in-person connection is really important as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it's easy to hide behind the screen, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's easy to hide behind the screen. But when you actually step out, step in front of someone, then it goes, oh, okay, this is now a reality rather than just, a, you know, a computer screen. Yeah. And I think that's important as well. The social interaction face-to-face is very important. No, oh, that's amazing. Matt, just finally, what's your hope for the group now? We've got, you know, 20,000 members strong. Where do you want to see the group go from here? As long as it stays wholesome, I'm not bothered. Long after the show ends, because let's be honest, all good things have to come to an end at some point. Absolutely. That it still it still leaves a mark in people. So they still think, no, even though Bluey's over, we can still talk about it. You know, we can still talk about various issues, very various parenting things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and I'm hoping that the group just stays as wholesome as it is, actually. That's my goal. Well, mate, that's 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 amazing. Thank you so much for having a chat to us. Oh, uh, thanks for inviting me. Keep up that great work encouraging dads all around the world. It's an important job. Oh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me as well. You know, I'm just a bloke in North Wales, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just a bloke in Brisbane. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a nobody in a weird way, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I feel kind of, it, sometimes it's a, not overwhelming, that's the wrong word. You know, when people say, oh, you've done a good job with the group. Well, have I? <laughs> you know, it's down to you, not me. It's just me that got people together. The rest of you are the ones that do the work. Yeah, yep, yep. I take no credit for that at all. It's all down to you lot. It's all down to the members. I'm just the one that clicked the button and said to create. You know, it's the people that are in it that are more important than me. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. Have you ever been sick? Sick? Oh, well, yes. I've got bum worms. Ew. <laughs> Good grief.